Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. It is Tuesday, December 6th. I'm your host, Eric Steven, and the winter meetings are in full swing uh, down in San Diego. And we do have some Dodgers news on the first uh, full day of the winter meetings. Actually, before I get to that, I will mention um, Sunday uh, was mostly a rival day for a lot of folks at the winter meetings, but that was the day they announced the uh, uh, contemporary um, era. Uh, committee uh, hall of fame results for this year and uh one of the eight uh, candidates uh was elected and it was uh fred mcgriff who uh played for the dodgers in 2003 we talked about him last week on this podcast about his lone season with the dodgers the crazy uh, 2003 year but he was elected he got um of the 16 member committee he got all 16 votes uh voters could vote for up to three he was the only player elected uh, so congrats to the crime dog. He's now a Hall of Famer. Um, another uh, future Hall of Famer is Clayton Kershaw and his one-year contract uh, with the Dodgers became official on Monday, uh, a mere 25 days after it was first reported. Um, so Kershaw joked on Monday that um, he was uh, being sort of, um, what's the word? He was procrastinating, procrastinating, he said, on getting the MRI uh, MRIs they needed. He said he, he figured uh, with all the uh, exams he's had, they had enough information, but apparently they needed more. So I don't know. He was joking. You never know uh, with these kind of things what's going on. But uh, the deal's done. He gets $20 million, um, for one year. That's an increase from last year when he got 17 
they split this year up as five million in signing bonus, fifteen million in salary, but uh, it's all it counts as twenty million. Haven't seen any word yet on any incentives, but I would imagine there's there's probably some bonuses in there for certain number of starts like he had last year and, and in pre- previous years as well. Uh, Kershaw will be back for a 16th season with the Dodgers. That'll tie Don Sutton's franchise record. Uh, Sutton's uh, came in, uh, I guess, non-consecutive fashion, uh, sort of. Uh, the first 15 years of his career was with the Dodgers. Then he signed with the Astros, bounced around a little bit, and then finished off his career with them again in 1988. Um so Kershaw's done it, uh, will have done it uh, 16 years in a row. That's that's a record for pitchers on the team. Uh, on a Zoom call uh, on Monday, Kershaw was open about uh, how basically he's only going to ever pitch for the Dodgers or Rangers, his hometown team. Uh, Texas pursued uh, Kershaw last year. Um, now, last year, Kershaw didn't sign until after the lockout in March. Um, lockout ended in March. Um, this year, the decision was much quicker because he's healthier and he basically just had to sort of talk thing, things out with his wife. This happened within the free, first few days of reaching free agency. His wife, Ellen, and, and Kershaw and Clayton uh, talked about what's best for them. They have four kids, including two are in school. Um, it, being away from them for bigger chunks of the season uh, is harder and harder, and that's what they're concerned with. Uh, the Rangers play, you know, like 15 minutes from their house, uh, and, you know, Ball players travel like no matter where you're playing, but to be have a good chunk of the season at home and being closer, um, you know, for that's uh, very important to him. However, uh, this is uh, Kershaw on Monday talking about the Rangers' interest and his thought process uh, this year. It's, it's the same thing every year, I think, going through it. Um, and it, I have a lot of respect for Chris Young. I know a lot of guys over there. And so um, just kind of talking with him a little bit and understanding where they're going. And um, I, I do. I have a lot of respect for them. And I think they're going to do great things. And, you know, they just signed to Grom. And they're, they're really making a push to be great. And I, and I think that's awesome. Um, being from here, I think they're going to do great things. But um, for me, it's always going to be a decision of whether we feel good in L.A. or not, um, first and foremost. And. Um, we feel great about being back. Uh, Kershaw mentioned uh, Jacob deGrom uh, in that uh, quote there, uh, who signed a uh, five-year $185 million deal with the, the Rangers on Friday. Uh, Kershaw joked uh, also, uh, <laughs> there was another deal, we'll get to that in a second, but Kershaw joked on the Zoom call, he's like, should I have held out instead of his one-year deal? But he, he did say um, he plans to go um, year to year from here on out to sort of finish out his career. We've guessed this in the past, like last year, we sort of assumed that was going to be the case where they talk, um, he and Ellen talk about what's best for them, what they want to do each year. And um, But as you heard there, Kershaw said he, he didn't um, he didn't feel like they were done with L.A. yet. So um, that's positive. Um, he also, this was like the first time he's explicitly stated the, the sort of year-to-year preference right or that's his sort of plan he he explained this further this is me quoting from kershaw um for me for our situation i want to pick the team first and then figure out the contract after that i don't want to be told where to play i want to pick where to play and if they want me we'll figure it out that's how i want to go about it the rest of my career and if there's a few dollars left on the table i'll be okay with that um he also kershaw also said um it would be cool to play for uh uh, an entire uh, team uh, in in just one team in his um, throughout his career, 
Uh, Bill Plunkett, I believe, asked that. Uh, Bill Plunkett of the Orange County Register, terrific uh, beat writer. Um, Kershaw did say, you know, he mentioned uh, Derek Jeter, Chipper Jones, and grew up with guys. He said he always thought that was cool. He never never has taken any of that for granted. So it's definitely on his mind, but I think eventually there might come a time where he decides to go to the Rangers, but that's not now. Um, he's still a Dodger, and that's uh, sort of a good thing. It, it's a definitely a good thing. Um, so that's one uh, in addition to just the sort of goodwill of bringing back a franchise icon. There's also the fact that Kershaw adds to a rotation that probably still needs at least one more starter. Uh, the Dodgers at the moment have uh, Urias, Kershaw, um, Tony Gonsolin, and Dustin May in the rotation. Uh, you have um, Ryan Pepio and Michael Grove, who made starts for the Dodgers last year. You have um, Bobby Miller and Gavin Stone off the 40-man, who but who figured to start games at some point in 2023 for the Dodgers. But you figure they're going to probably add at least one more starter. Um, you know, just for depth, if anything. But sometimes you add depth by sort of building out the top and pushing everyone down. Um, they weren't going to go five years for DeGrom. I don't think anyone was, except the Rangers, who are uh, a lot more desperate for starting pitching and also just sort of wanting to make a name for themselves. Um, but the Dodgers did meet with Justin Verlander last week. Verlander turns 40 in uh, February. He just won the AL Cy Young, had a terrific season. And he was going to be in that sort of uh, perfect zone of like shorter contract, um, extremely high average annual value. Uh, he ended up on Monday, Justin Verlander, signing a two-year $86.6 million deal with the Mets uh, on Monday. So he's out now for the Dodgers. If you look at that, the Mets just signed Scherzer last year to three years, uh, 130. So his average was 43.333 million. Uh, Verlander's is 43.3 million from the reported figures I've seen. So slightly less than Scherzer, but, um, both at the high end of the scale because they're both terrific, but also, you know, you're not giving an older pitcher like that a lot of years. And that, that sort of probably would have fit in with what the Dodgers do. Um, you know, they've talked, we've talked about this, like where they probably want to go, uh, they might want to reset the uh, competitive balance tax this off this, uh, next year, but, uh, I think when something like that pops up, like a, a, a very good player on a deal that is amenable to their sort of process, I think they're okay with stretching that a little bit. So, um, but yeah, so, uh, but I think outside of Verlander, obviously no connections to the Dodgers yet, other than, you know, being on the 2017 Astros team that won the World Series over the Dodgers. Um, the one loss for the Dodgers on Monday was. Uh, Trey Turner uh, has agreed uh, to a deal with the Phillies. The reports are 11 years and $300 million. Uh, It's funny. He's the third Dodger shortstop in the last five years to sign elsewhere as a free agent for double-digit years and at least $300 million. Um, after 2018, uh, Manny Machado, who, got, who they got at the trade deadline, signed with the Padres. Uh, and then last year, Corey Seager signed a 10-year $325 million deal with those Rangers. So... Uh, interesting. It, it's sort of the uh, the funnel position, as it were, for the Dodgers. So um, I'm sure uh, more news will happen at the winter meetings. This was the first like full day of winter meetings action, so there's always stuff going on. By the time you hear this uh, podcast Tuesday morning, there might be even more news that um, possibly already happened. So that was the big stuff that came Monday. Uh, we'll talk about another uh, memorable winter meetings moment uh, after the break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. 
And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So the winter meetings are in full swing now in uh, 2022. But let's take a look back at a fun uh, winter meetings moment from 49 years ago. This was in 1973. The winter meetings were in Houston. There was a uh, transformative few days for the Dodgers who were sort of, uh, uh, they were competitive the previous three years and then, um, but also hadn't reached the postseason uh, since 1966 after Sandy Kopax retired. And they were sort of on the cusp of contention, but they needed to sort of change things around a little bit. And they did that with a couple of big deals. Um, on December five, uh, December 5th, uh, they acquired rubber arm reliever Mike Marshall from the Expos for Willie Davis. Um, now, Marshall set records in 1974 that still stand. Uh, 106 games played, 208 uh, games pitched, excuse me, 208 and a third innings pitched, all in relief, which is just ridiculous. A starter, like, starters don't pitch that much now. Uh, and he did that as a reliever in 1974. He was the first reliever to win the Cy Young Award. Um, but the Dodgers gave up Willie Davis, who was a fixture for 14 years. Uh, uh, Davis is still the L.A. Dodgers leader in hits, runs scored, total bases, and times on base. Like, he was, he's the three dog. Like, he was um, from, like, the early uh, years in Los Angeles and, a, like, a huge part of those 1960s teams, uh, center fielder, just excellent player. But I think they sort of, um, they, they were done with him at this point and they, they moved on and got a different spot. Um, now, the next day on December 6th, they traded away another uh, longtime fixture in Claude Osteen, a pitcher, uh, to the Astros for Jimmy Wynn. So Wynn filled the center field spot um, that was created by Dealing Davis, but Osteen was in the Dodgers rotation for nine years. They acquired him uh, before the 1965 season, and he was the number three behind Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale. Instrumental in winning two pennants those first two years in Los Angeles, uh, including um, his, uh, I believe it was a shutout in game three of the 1965 World Series that when the Dodgers were down 2 nothing and it helped them come back and eventually win that series in seven games. Um, but with win... Uh, it, it, per the Associated Press, uh, he said, uh, the Dodgers needed a power hitter, and I've been known to hit a few out of the park. He told the Associated Press at the winter meetings. He made the all-star team in both of his years in Los Angeles. He hit 32 home runs, drove in 108. He had a 151 OPS plus in 1974. He probably should have won the NL MVP instead of his teammate Steve Garvey. Win finished fifth. Um, but in the day between... Uh, trading Davis and acquiring Win, the Dodgers were in clear need of an outfielder, which brings us to the sort of fun moment that happens at the winter meetings. Now you have to think back. Obviously, there's no internet, 
back then. So sometimes stuff didn't get reported like right away. Um, but, uh, you know, um, Al Campanis, the Dodgers GM, when they announced the Willie Davis from Mike Marshall deal, uh, he met with reporters like in the lobby or whatever in Houston and was asked to name L.A.'s outfield depth chart. And he just was rattling off names, said Tom Pashorek, Willie Crawford, Billy Buckner, Tommy Agee. And then this, uh, this is from the Associated Press report. Then he stopped abruptly as the packed press room erupted in laughter. The AG for Richard uh, Pete Rickert deal had not yet been announced, although rumors about it were widespread. "Quote: That's the first time you've trapped me in a long time, Green Campanis." <laughs> so, uh, look, I just I think if there's video of that it probably would have been funnier, but um, I just think it was funny that he sort of let the beans slip a little bit on that. Now, Tommy AG was known for his time with the 1969 Mets. Uh, he was acquired uh, from the Cardinals for relief pitcher, uh, or uh, yeah, from for relief pitcher Pete Rickert. Um, though only 31 at the time, AG was done, and the Dodgers ended up releasing him in spring training. He never played in the majors again. But I just thought that was a fun sort of moment. But another uh, moment happened during or as the Dodgers traded for win. Um, at the time... Um, also announced like that day by the National League was that the Padres, who at that point had only been a team for five years, uh, they were strapped for cash. So they announced that they were going to move to Washington, D.C. But the deal was, quote, contingent on some unnamed conditions. So the same day, the city of San Diego announced plans to file an antitrust lawsuit against the Padres, the National League, and prospective new owner Joseph Danzansky. So one of the big hurdles was that the Padres had a 20-year lease of the stadium with the city of San Diego, so there were still 15 years left on it. Um, the Padres were in a tough spot. This is from Anthony Castrovince, who wrote a sort of uh, retrospective back in 2021 for MLB.com. They had no remaining suitors. They had no radio or television contracts in place. They even had to ask for and received a $71,000 advance from the city of San Diego to prevent 10 of their players from becoming free agents. Now, keep in mind, this was a couple years before free agency existed, but you could become a free agent like if a team defaulted on a payment. Um, this is how Catfish Hunter became a free agent after 1974. Uh, Charlie Finley um, didn't make a, a payment that was specified by his contract, so Hunter became a free agent and then it went elsewhere. Um, so this was like a really tough financial spot for them. However, um, before any of the lawsuits happened, Ray Kroc, the owner of McDonald's, um, uh, swooped in in January, bought the Padres and kept them in San Diego. The, the purchase price was the same that the Washington deal was going to be 12, uh, excuse me, $12 million, which at that time was a record. Um, it was uh, two two million more than the Yankees went for the year before to George Steinbrenner, so it's kind of wild. But the most memorable thing about those um, that potential Padres move to uh, Washington was in the nineteen seventy four top set. They included cards uh, of Padres, but instead of saying San Diego Padres on the the top and bottom, it said Washington National League um, on the front instead. Um, though those cards were later corrected, so. If you have like um like a Willie McCovey um, Padres card, but it says Washington National League, that's that's worth a little bit more than the regular Padres one. But yeah, uh, we who knows if these winter meetings will uh, provide moments like that. 
or potential error cards on next year's top set. But uh, we'll be here watching, and uh, thanks for listening to this. Uh, We'll talk to you again uh, later this week. (laughs) 